Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus, built with a zero landfill promise. All waste is recycled or reused with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, an award-winning tour showcasing Asheville's spectacular rooftop views and fascinating city history. Enjoy handcrafted drinks and delicious food with reserved seating and transportation included. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com and by RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and on all your favorite podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, and Amazon. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from people who are environmentally conscious and interested in eco-friendly and sustainable things. Over the last year and a half, I've heard from people all over the world saying they care about the planet and sustainability now more than ever. I think we can say people really do want to make good choices. Sustainability is important not only for our planet, but for our global economy. We're at a time in history where sustainability is no longer a brief trend, but a vital strategy for many brands. And today we continue with the Speaking of Travel plus Leave No Trace series with Richard Crawford. Richard is the host of the Amazon Prime TV series, Leave No Trace, and together, along with guests from all over the globe, we'll highlight the importance of conservation, sustainable travel, and ecotourism. And Ricky, it is so great to have you on Speaking of Travel today. Oh, it's great to be back, Marilyn. I just I look forward to it so much and things things are going so well and excited to have all the guests that we're having on and and keeping it uh, having a little bit of an international flavor as we will continue today as we find out. Well, it is a global issue that we're talking about and yes, a platform that we want to get out there. And today, Ricky, I can't thank you enough for bringing our guest in. I'm going to let you introduce him. You bet, you bet. Before I do that, I, I, I want to talk about something. People often ask me, um, you know, what was your favorite place and, and all of the all of the places you visited in every episode? And it's very difficult to answer because each place um, gave me something else to, you know, just gave me something else to really love and really enjoy. But without a doubt, there is one organization who I actually visited 
twice in season one that I put at the absolute pinnacle of not just luxury tourism, but eco-luxury tourism. And that is a Suniva organization. And in our second episode, we visited Thailand, uh, Suniva Kiwi, and we're so overwhelmed, but not overwhelmed, but so um, awestruck by it that we actually reached out to them again um, and asked if we could go to their other location or other two locations in the Maldives. Um, and the Maldives, for, for those viewers who are not quite sure where that is, it's about a thousand miles southwest of the coast of India. So it's out there in the middle of the Pacific, but incredible, incredible locations, not just visually, but again, the organization Suniva, some of the things that they're doing are absolutely amazing. And it's with great honor that I now introduce um, our next guest, who has actually become a good friend of mine through working with them with the Suniva organization. And that is Arnfin Oynes, who's, who's coming to us from Phuket. How are you, Arnfin? I'm very good, Ricky. Thank you for having me on, on board here. Oh, it's a pleasure, mate. Now, the other thing that's really unique about Arnfin is his title. And I'm going to read it out to you. And, and then, Arnfin, you can explain to me a little bit uh, what this incredible title means. So Arnfin is the secretary of the Suniva Foundation, but he's the social and environmental conscience of Suniva. Quite unique. Uh, and I don't think I've ever heard anything like it before. So tell me, Arnfin, what, is, what does that mean? Well, I think the, the unique part is well, that you're referring to is the, the Suneva hat that I have uh, with the social and environmental conscience. And uh, I mean, what that boils down to is that um, uh, we, Suneva as a company, want to have, want to operate with a conscience and good conscience, and particularly in, in the uh, social and environmental space. Um, and that is something that has been brought from, from the founders from the day one. And in one way, our, our true conscience is uh, Eva, um, uh, so that's originally is from, from Sweden, and she has brought that, that uh, aspect into the company from day one, and, and, and really care for the environment is a really key, key aspect. Um, so, so that's where that um, comes in, and my role is, uh, as the social and environmental conscience is to oversee our, our sustainability practices. Now, Arfin, you are, just to let you know, Marilyn, Arfin's a wonderful guy to hang out with, but he, he also makes you feel very, very guilty for the most part. And he, he's very subtle about it, but he is the guy that will come behind you and turn out the light if you don't turn it out. Or if you've left the door ajar uh, and it needs to be closed in order to, you know, save, save some electricity and either the cooling or the heating, Arnfin just nice and quietly comes behind you and does it. He doesn't make a big fuss. I try my hardest to do my best, but I, I'm flawed like everybody else, but I'm not sure you have many flaws, Arnfin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I must say you did a good job. Uh, and, and I mean, uh, one of our, our philosophies and, and, and within Suneva is that we don't want to uh, put things and, and ask things and point fingers at, at people. We want to, to build our, our, our business and build how uh, our guests enjoy the experience with us uh, in a way that is automatically become sustainable. Um, so it's not about telling them to do this and that, but it's about uh, putting it um, up so that uh, it um, they can enjoy their their holiday, but at the same time doing it in a sustainable way. Yeah, and Marilyn, the other thing about the Suniva organization also is they are they are so highly awarded. Like I think 
Hotel Award of the Year 2020, Condé Nast Traveler's Reader's Choice Awards 2020. And one of the three locations that we visited, Soniva Jani, is some of your readers might actually be familiar with it, but not even knowing they're familiar with it, because it's probably the most Instagrammed place um, in the world. And it is that beautiful blue water with the villas over the water. These guys have slides that come out of your bedroom and into that beautiful, clear Pacific Ocean. And it's all over Instagram. I see it all the time. So congratulations on that, Arnfin. Um, I know you guys are proud of that. But I, I know that you guys are really proud of the sustainable and eco aspect of everything you do. I also heard a new term this week called regenerative tourism. I have never, have you heard of that, Arnfin, this new word that's out there? Yeah, no, sure. I mean, that, that's something that in, in many ways what we are uh, focusing on and doing is that uh, you want to uh, not only protect and, and serve, but you want to also regenerate and, and you want to see that you're restoring uh, 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 places. And that's, that's sort of um, our philosophy in that we, we, we view us uh, as, as custodians custodians of pristine locations. So we're not, not there to own a place. We are there to uh, conserve it, take care of it, um, and, and restore it and, and uh, leave it at a better place. And, and also doing uh, ways we're doing uh, things is that we want to have a net positive impact. And by that, being able to leave things at a better place than it was before we have touched it. And that is why, Marilyn, I love the Cineva organization. Again, for me, the, the pinnacle of ecotourism and luxury. And there's so many uh, factors in the foundation, Artfin, that you focus on. You have a lot of different projects going on in the foundation. Just give us a little backstory of how the foundation began. Well, as I said, uh, Suneva has always been uh, focused on, on sustainability and wanted to give back to the um, uh, community. And, and we have always uh, committed funds for it. Um, and we wanted to, uh, to just make it a little bit more formal and, and, and set up. And that's where we, uh, the founders uh, um, set up the Suneva Foundation uh, and then use and channel all of our funds through there uh, so that the foundation can independently run projects, um, uh, but also keeping in mind that we want to run projects that can, can almost create their own um, income to even have a, a bigger impact. So, so we bring an impact investing principle into what we do through the foundation. Well, when we come back from the break, let's talk about the successes of these projects that you've been working on, and we can talk more about some of the ideas and the and the the themes that you have going on there that just make uh, make for such a special special place. Ricky, anything you want to throw out your website there? That would be really great. Both of you can yeah. put your websites out right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to to follow us on uh, Instagram, go to Leave No Trace TV. On Facebook, Leave No Trace TV, and at our website, Leave No Trace TV. Um, and you can see some of the episodes and some of the behind-the-scenes stuff and, and get a feel for what the show is all about. And Arnfin, what's the website there for Suneva? Well, it's suneva.com. Um, and our, our, our social media is Discover Suneva. 
Well, that is easy enough to remember. All right, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We're talking about sustainability and ecotourism. And Arnfin and Ricky, thank you so much for being here today. And I'm looking forward to coming back and, and learning more about what you're doing and how we could possibly get involved and help as well. We'll be right back. Asheville, North Carolina is the place to be this summer, and a rooftop bar tour tops the list of things to do. Join Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours as they share the best Asheville has to offer on a three-hour, three-rooftop bar tour experience. You'll enjoy spectacular views, sample cocktails, reserve seating, city history, including transportation, and more. Daily tours happening now. To learn more, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today with our Speaking of Travel and Leave No Trace series with Richard Crawford. And Richard... You know, we've been talking about the the travels that you've been on. You're being able to go to these luxury spots. And, you know, we talked a little bit about why sustainability is such a vital strategy. And our guest today has been really briefing us on how to use that strategy. When did you first realize that this was something bigger than just a trend? Uh, basically... The whole show was a result of us shooting another show uh, called Out of the Ordinary, which had nothing to do with the eco aspect of luxury travel. And we found out that the more of these more places that we went to, um, as Ben had mentioned, actually, in the last show, instead of companies trying to hide the fact that they had these uh, eco and sustainability philosophies in place, because back then it was almost a deterrent. People were actually saying, hey, look, we do all these amazing things for the environment because it's so important and now more than ever. And even that was, you know, for some people 10 and 20 and 30 years ago. Um, so it came, as, it came out of a result of just experiencing what these organizations were doing. Uh, and again, just to harp back to the Cineva organization, my favorite. I, I've never seen it done as good as these guys do it. And Arnfin, real quick, I'm excited. So just to let our listeners know, Arnfin lives in Phuket spends most of his time either in the Maldives or in Thailand, you know, at, at, I presume the Cineva properties. Um, but he's actually from Norway. He's a Norwegian. And Arnfin, I don't know if you know this, but in season two, we are going to Norway to do uh, an episode with the Nord 62 organization, which we're really excited about. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. I might give you a call at some point and get a little few pointers on where to go. Very good. <laughs> um, anyway, so let, let's move on and, and, and discuss Cineva. So Arnfin, let's talk a little bit about some of the programs that, that Cineva are heavily involved in, and specifically the one that we went and filmed together, the Stove Project, the Mine Stove Project. Let's talk about that a little bit. You tell, tell our listeners um, a little background on that. Yeah, I mean, the background um, comes to uh, the, the whole aspect of that um, as, as um, 
uh, hotel company, we have have an impact. We have our guests flying to our resorts and, and enjoy their holiday. Um, so uh, we do do have an impact. They are carbon footprint related to that. So we decided we wanted to compensate for those indirect emissions, including our guests flying to our resorts. Um, it's not something we can do directly, so we need to do indirectly. And we in 2008 started to, to charge our, our guests a 2% levy, environmental levy on, on the room stay. And we have used that uh, through the Sonera Foundation to invest in, in carbon mitigating projects. And um, we wanted to set up something in, in Asia, since we are an Asian-based company. And there, uh, Myanmar came as, as one of the, uh, the preferred co- uh, countries in, in was a, 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 a country that was coming out of, of uh, um, you, know, you could say, we were starting to open up when we were started there in 2014. Um, so we went in there to, to, uh, um, to provide cook stoves because um, a lot of the families, they would cook their meals and open fire. Uh, and this has not only a bad impact on the environment in terms of cutting down trees, but also a negative health impact in that they have soft uh, and um, uh, breathing in. And on a worldwide basis, um, uh, about 4 million people die from lung affections from, from household cooking. Uh, so with, with providing and cook stoves, we are able to reduce that soft by 80% and at the same time reduce uh, the carbon emission, they they um, reduce their wood consumption by half. Uh, and that's very important for families that spend up to 40% of their income on uh, firewood for, for just cooking their meals. Yeah, also, we went to visit a small village and you can see the impact that it has, even, even on a small scale with a village like that, cutting down the local trees in order to fire up their, you know, their what were stoves at the time. Um, just the impact that it has, even on the, the scale of a small village, and it just makes you realize globally the amount of wood that is cut down is, is absolutely incredible. But I think, Suniva, if I'm not mistaken, um, if I'm correct me if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Arnfin, Suniva actually has a negative carbon footprint collectively. Is that correct? Uh, yes, I mean, we, through the various projects, through the foundation, we are mitigating more uh, carbon emissions than, than the uh, uh, resorts are producing, including our guest flights. Um, so, I mean, we've been carbon neutral, including those indirect emissions since 2012, um, and, and, and in essence have a negative um, um, uh, in, um, uh, footprint. That, that is probably, there's not many people or not many organizations in the world, I believe, can claim that. Is that correct? Uh, no, I mean, most, most companies would not consider indirect emissions. Um, they would only consider the, your direct emissions, so coming from your direct energy consumption uh, or electricity consumption, uh, which for us counts for about 20% of our emissions. So if we wanted to do it easy, we could just say we only consider... 20% of our emissions, but we also consider uh, gas flights, which is uh, about 70% of our emissions. So really the majority of our emissions. Yeah. So let, let's talk about slow life uh, and the idea behind slow life. Well, it, it's really our, our, our philosophy. Um, and and the slow life is, is uh, stands for the acronym of sustainable local organic wellness. And so that's really what we 
stand for. And how we do that is, is through um, uh, learning, inspiring, fun experiences. So, and that's for us, it's, it's important that you need to have fun. You need to create great experiences um, uh, in order to really be sustainable and, and get others on board. Um, and, and that's what we as a, as a um, resort company are about. We are about to create uh, li a lifetime of rare experiences. And, and very often uh, for, for guests, um, uh, a sustainable experience is also the best experience. Yeah, and you guys, you guys have a program where you offer free nights, I believe, a free stay if somebody rolls up their sleeves and goes out and helps clean up the beach or do something that, that's positive, has a positive impact. Is that correct? Yeah, we do have uh, uh, like a, uh, an option for, for guests to, to uh, do some, some work and volunteering either in, in our, our eco centro or vegetable garden or, or with the community uh, in exchange for some, some uh, free nights. And Artvin, I would have asked you just about the community because a lot of your focus too is on the people who live there, uh, the uh, teaching the people how to swim program really just caught my eye because you live they live on islands in the middle of the Pacific and yet they a lot of people don't know how to swim. So your community is so important uh, as as a sustainable community. No, absolutely. Working with the local community is important. So we have, have a program about teaching uh, children to swim. Uh, but we also, I know we also have a program where we're working with uh, the local islands to um, um, deal with their waste and eliminate single-use plastic. Um, and we've actually gotten three islands, our neighboring islands, um, as the first islands in the Maldives to stop open burning of, of waste. Uh, and, and by that, they are recycling uh, a lot of their waste um, and, and really do not have that, that nasty burning that is, is a common practice happening on, on, on uh, local islands. Well, it sounds like your level of, of education and communication and, and coming together works. And I'm really impressed. I can't wait to get down there and get out on the islands and help pick up anything that needs to be picked up. Right, Ricky? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I believe you just invited yourself down there. Uh -oh. and I, and Did I, I say that you. out loud? <laughs> you are welcome to come. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I certainly, certainly don't blame you. So, Arnfin, what, what are a couple of things you could tell our listeners, very basic um, travel tips that, that would help reduce carbon footprint overall? Well, I think first of all is to find companies that that actually takes uh, care of it and and care about it. Uh, I mean, you can offset your your flight. Um, that is either through if if the company doesn't do it, you, that's easy to buy some some uh, offsets. Um, and then it's a matter of being when you are on on places, uh, avoid using of plastic uh, uh, and finding areas where they they don't um, uh, serve certain. Uh, things that are, are uh, uh, damaging for for um, for the environment. So, so do some research beforehand. Yeah, I think that's that's basically the the advice that I would give. Well, Ricky, this has really been just such a great time being with you and Arnfin, and I just can't thank you enough. And I hope that uh, when we come back next month, we can pick up right here and continue to have 
an educational experience that we can give people some tips. Let's give us one one tip from you, Ricky, of what what you would think would be a good a good environmental solution we could do. I guess as a as a best practice, I talked about Seneva's Seneva's program where they offer free nights if you roll your sleeves up a little bit and, and do a little bit of work. Just pick up some trash. Like just because it's not yours doesn't mean to say it can't be picked up, right? So pick up some plastic bottles. Don't be afraid. Throw them in the bag. It, it's a little thing, but it you know if everybody did it, it would make a big difference. Definitely. Yeah. Well, Artman, thank you so much for being here with us today on Speaking of Travel, and Ricky, thank you so much for bringing bringing him on board. Give us your websites again, real quick, before we leave. Yep, it is leave no trace TV, and the Instagram is at leave no trace TV, and the Facebook is at leave no trace TV. Great. Yeah, and we are at soneva.com. And our social media is uh, at uh, Discover Soneva. Arnfin, I can't wait to see you again, buddy. 90% of that is the fact that it would be in the Maldives. The other 10% is you're a nice guy. (laughs) Well, Well, likewise, I look forward to seeing you again. Thank you both for being here on Speaking of Travel. And I want to say that here in Western North Carolina... You don't have to look too far to get an outdoor experience. There's an incredible outdoor company with a stellar reputation in the industry with a high level of expertise and longevity, and they really focus on your own personal experience. Coming up next is Tyler Donaldson. He's the sales and marketing director for French Broad Adventures. He's going to share how this small family-owned outdoor company is celebrating its 40th year, providing fun and thrilling activities. So stay tuned. It's crisp, it's clean, it's cool, and it's here. Fall is in the air. While the brisk breeze billows through the kaleidoscope of colors cascading across the mountains, there is no better time to get out and explore the breathtaking beauty that our backyard has to offer. Adventure is the name of the game, and what better to kick off in than a symmetrical all-wheel drive Subaru to take you through whatever terrain you wish to tackle. Adventure is waiting, the choice is yours. Discover the beauty of all-wheel drive at Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road, Nashville, or visit us online at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about how much fun I had as a kid being outside literally from morning until night. We would run around and hang from trees, and basically we were like little wild animals. Well, when I want to feel that way as an adult, I get out on the river or go zip lining, maybe take a big hike, because being able to get outside, especially these days when we could easily spend too much time inside, will only help you stay mentally and physically fit. Did you know that outdoor activities soared during the pandemic and people started realizing it didn't matter how old you are or what your ability is, that there's plenty to do outside right in your own backyard. And here in Western North Carolina, there's an outdoor company with a stellar reputation in this industry. They have a high level of experience and longevity, and they totally focus on your personal experience. Outdoor adventures provide a wide range of benefits, and French Broad Adventures provides fun 
and thrilling activities for you and your friends and family. My guest is Tyler Donaldson. He's a sales and marketing director at French Broad Adventures. And it is so great to have you here, Tyler. I I really admire what you all are doing with your company. Thank you for the invite, and I'm happy to speak with you today. Well, Tyler, I know that French Broad Adventures has been around for a long time. Why don't you give us a little backstory on the history of, of this company? Yeah, so well, French Broad Adventures started... 40 years ago, I originally started as um, uh, French Broad Rafting Adventures. And um, over the time that it's been a company, it's been owned uh, by two different families that are still um, Madison County based and uh, family and locally oriented. Uh, the, the original owners were the West family. And around 2003, they, they, they operated the business from um, from the start until about 2003, and then they sold to the current owners, which is the, the Hampton family. Uh, Mitch, Mike, and Corey Hampton are the, the current owners, and it is truly family-oriented. Uh, many of the Hampton family are part of the business, including sons and, and cousins of the, of the owners. And over the years, it's gone from a rafting, whitewater rafting-oriented company on the French Broad River, hence the name, to expanding. Um, so beyond rafting, we do uh, zip line canopy tours. We have a, a 10 line course in Madison County up in Marshall in the Walnut community. And we also do canyoneering, which is uh, uh, exploring uh, canyons in the region, canyons being a, a waterfall based. Uh, so in, in different parts of the Pisgah National Forest, and in the Linville Gorge area, we, we have operations and we, we work with the Forest Service and permitted with the Forest Service on that. And um, basically, be, beyond, you know, kind of, you know, using ropes to repel down waterways, we also do water slides and, and just explore forests. So it's, it's a multifaceted company. So it's water-based, uh, forest-based, as well as uh, waterfall-based. Well, that totally covers so much of the outdoors and it it gives us an idea of the scope of the natural resources too that we have right here in western north carolina you talked about being family owned and and being a family oriented company so i would imagine that you get a lot of families who love to go down the river and do these zip linings the, the, that's correct. We're we're definitely uh, family oriented in in our adventures. Everything that we do, um, you know, is is at levels that not only can a mom and dad bring their, you know, their children. We've got some some specifications we have to you know be with a you know minimum of eight years old on the rivers, and then uh, then we do have some you know kind of weight fluctuations that we have to pay attention to on the zip lines just based on velocity. Um, but but basically everything that we do is very family oriented. Uh, every year we have families coming back. Um, I, I speak to people all the time in our parking lot. There, hey, this is our eighth year coming back. You know things like that. Um, you know we have large groups that you know every year they want to do a, the rafting, and then they're like, okay, what else have you got going on this year? And we talk to them about canyoneering that we've been operating for the last four years. And, you know, it's just really a, a place that we can really uh, blossom as, as our own internal company family and, and then kind of expand outward. And, and we really do treat people that way. We, we recognize people that are, 
that continue to come back. We're part of the community, part of the larger community in many different ways, volunteerism, you know, teaching, instruction. Uh, we we are, have our hands as much as possible out there in the Madison County community, as well as the Buncombe County community, which is, is very important to us. Well, and even the bigger Western North Carolina community being partners with Romantic Asheville and being such a, a positive partner in the travel and tourism industry and the hospitality industry in this rich region that some of us are lucky enough to call home, right? That's right. And, and, and that's actually something really, really that I like to call out, Marilyn. You know, we, it, you know, my title is sales and marketing director. I really see myself as a partnership person. I, you know, I'm not a, you know, I'm not going to go out and just, you know, drag you know, large groups in that we don't have an affiliation with of some sort. So whether that's a partnership through Explore Asheville, Romantic Asheville, as you mentioned, um, our partnerships in the Madison County region and, and our, you know, our, in our local CVBs, um, you know, we, we really value partnerships and that's, I, I really should be calling myself a partnership manager more than anything, because that's, that's where I feel uh, as, as a company that we, we really focus on and that we really want to promote. Well, I'm all about that, Tyler. I think it's wonderful. And, and, and I'm certain that that is why you have longevity and, uh, and you've been able to keep this company going even through trying times. And, and let's talk just a little bit about the, we talk about professionalism. Let's talk a little bit about your certifications and what systems you have in place to ensure that people are safe and the, you know, mitigating the risk. Yeah, definitely. Um, and thank you for bringing that up. That's something that our owners are very proud of. Um, on the rafting side of things, all of our guides that are on the river on a day-to-day basis are held to a certain level within the ACA or American Canoe Association um, level certification. Our main owners, Mitch and Mike, are both the ACA instructors. Um, we not only train our own guides, but you know, it's something that I, I definitely like to call out is we actually partner with AB Tech Madison County to actually do training in the early spring for not only our guides, but all as many regional uh, rafting companies as, as like to get their uh, guides certified through us. And so that's actually a, a big designation for us. On the other side with our aerial adventures, i.e. our zip lines and our canyoneering, um, very specifically, we are ACCT uh, accredited, uh, which is the Association for Challenge Course Technology. And we're one of the only ones in the region to have that level of certification. So we are we are truly the, the, the guides that train the guides. <laughs> I love that. Well, give us some information, Tyler, on how we can get more information about French Broad Adventures and everything that you have to offer, because there are so many things like this canyoneering What is that? I never even heard of that before. So how can we uh, explore, get to know you and and make a reservation to get up there? Definitely. Uh, As always, you know, find us online, FrenchBroadAdventures.com. You can find out all the information about our adventures and book a trip online. If you want to call and talk to us in person, 828-649-0486. And we will happy to talk to you about any adventures and, um, you know, come see us in Marshall. You know, we, we're, we're open daily. We operate until November and uh, we're happy to take people out in the fall. 
Wow. Well, the fall in the mountains, especially in the Appalachian Mountains, uh, nothing could be finer than that. And to be able to experience that on the river or zip lining through the forest or going into these canyons sounds spectacular. It, it really is. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for being here on Speaking of Travel. I'd love to have you back again and maybe in the spring and we can talk about what you've got going on uh, as we enter into a new year. Definitely, definitely. I, I, I welcome the invitation. Thank you so much. Well, thanks, Tyler. I'm telling you, I can't wait to get out there sometime soon. Well, speaking of adventures, I'm a big fan of airports and what they represent when I dream of travel. How many moving parts does it take to get people to their destinations and make sure that everything is running smoothly? I would say good communication is on the top of that list. Well, coming up next is Tina Kinsey from the Asheville Regional Airport to give us an idea of what makes an airport tick. So stay tuned. Fall in North Carolina's Blue Ridge Mountains is the perfect time to get out and explore. With all the natural wonders and beautiful vistas, now is the time to create your perfect vacation or staycation in the land of the sky. With the region's most popular online travel guide, not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com Travel Guide covers a nearly 100-mile radius in and around Asheville, North Carolina. With idyllic weather, beautiful scenery, and a variety of safe and memorable adventures, Western North Carolina is the place to be. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Buongiorno, this is Mark Smith, president of Private Italy Tours LTD. We are now accepting fully refundable deposits for our October 5 through 16 tour of Puglia, the heel of Italy's so-called boot, and nearby Basilicata. We keep safety first, away from crowds, and enjoy open-air explorations of towns like Alberobello, home of Puglia's famed Trulli Houses, Lecce, the so-called Florence of the South, and Matera, Basilicata's famed town of cave houses. We will share private boat excursions with our guests along the coasts near Gallipoli and from the very tip of Italy at Santa Maria di Liuca. Fabulous wines and meals, private ensuite accommodations, and easy days are yours on this wonderful experiential journey. You will be based at just two locations during our tour, a gorgeous Pugliese winery and from a flawlessly restored 16th century Castello. We still have some rooms available on this unforgettable journey, and we are also offering all six of our 2022 tours, from Venice and Florence, Umbria and Lamarque, to Italy's poetically beautiful lake region, to Sicily and the Amalfi Coast. Italy is yours with Private Italy Tours LTD. Private-Italy.com Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. Well, I think you all know by now how much I love airports. For me, airports are like little cities where everyone has a purpose and a reason for being there. 
and airports are the staging grounds for adventure and reunions. I just love that energy. And I'm always curious how the airport can move people to their ultimate destinations and make sure everything runs smoothly. That high level of organization allows everything to happen in a systematic and purposeful way. And airports, to me, actually seem to have some kind of a heartbeat. And I think it's very important to recognize that to be an effective and successful airport, there needs to be good communication. Communication is vital. With communication, airports can be at the top of their game in performance and ensure those smooth operations. So thinking about airports and how they operate, I'm here today with Tina Kinsey, the Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport. I know Tina understands the importance of communication to keep an airport running efficiently and how important good communication is on all levels of keeping an airport safe and working towards reconnecting the world again. And Tina, thank you so much for being here on Speaking of Travel. Oh, thanks, Marilyn. It's always a pleasure. Well, Tina, you know, bringing an airport community together is critical. And really, when you look at a flow chart, let's say, communication has to be like way there up the top. And you're way up there at the top because you're kind of the communications person for the Asheville Regional Airport. Give us an idea of of how that flowchart looks to you being there at the airport with all these different operational systems in place. Sure, absolutely. So when you think about communicating at an airport, uh, you've got a lot of different arms of that role, basically. And so we look at internal communications, and uh, that's a very important part of what we focus on. And that's from an operating standpoint, but also from an internal ambassador standpoint. So we, we definitely need all the people who work at the airport to know what's going on, to be able to communicate what's going on at the airport within their circles out in the community. You know, if your internal people, team members really are not informed um, then you have failed as a communicator. So, you know, that's, that's number one. And number two, we absolutely want to communicate with users of the airport so that they understand what they need to know about how to utilize the services at an airport. And then the other piece of this is we've got community relations and media relations that are both proactive and reactive you know, we, we want to be as transparent as possible and have good partners out in the community who can help tell our story. But also there are times when things happen and we have to react to what has happened and have those good relationships and communicate transparently, you know, in the moment as well. Well, in thinking about your internal communications, I'm just curious because you have so many different levels. You have the I mean, you've got a board, so you have a, a whole level of people who are overseeing, if you will, the the minute kind of information. And then you've got your team on the ground there doing marketing and PR and air service development. And then you've got everybody underneath, everybody on the on the other levels, all the way down to the people who work 
putting fuel in the airplanes, right? I mean, those are airport employees. So how do you communicate like up to down type of communication? Sure, absolutely. So, you know, the governance of the airport, like you mentioned, is with uh, a board of directors. And, you know, so that in and of itself has some real formal communication strategies in place. There are set meeting schedules, you know, and agenda planning and uh, strategic planning meetings, that kind of thing. When we are communicating internally with the airport authority team, those are the members of the airport team who actually work for that governance, that governing entity, the airport authority. And there are only about 70 of of us. And so we are managing the airport. We are running the day-to-day operations of the building and the parking lot and the airfield. And so we've got some real strategic uh, ways that we communicate. We've got strong supervisory relationships um, and we have set uh, full employee meetings every quarter. We do a weekly employee newsletter. We've got open door policies. We have actually even put LCDs up around employee areas throughout the airport where we can push out information on, you know, as needed. We do it at least weekly. Um, just what is happening now? What do you need to know now from an employee perspective all the way to an organizational perspective? So we do that. But then we also have hundreds of people who work at the airport who work for tenant organizations like the airlines and the restaurants and the rental car companies and the fixed space operator who those are the people who have the fuel trucks and fill up the airplanes with the fuel and you know many others and so we have monthly tenant meetings where the managers of those organizations come and we try to make sure that we all are talking about important things. We have a tenant web page where we update information so that anybody who works at the airport can go there. But then we also um, encourage them to sign up for our monthly e-newsletter and we have tenant events where we invite them to come and we can socialize and, you know, really build relationships in that way. So there's a lot that happens to focus on internal communications. Wow. It, it's also, uh, it sounds so flowing, like, you know, you've yeah. got a process. And the one thing that, that came up to me is the word relationship, because it yes. sounds like that is so important to, and that makes me feel good because as an airport lover, I, I want to make sure that when I go to the airport, that I feel like I'm part of that city, that part of that community. And, and, it, and it's because everybody's on message. You're all building these relationships so that customer service is way up there at the top. And that, that says a lot about the way that you guys operate. And I, I really appreciate that. Well, thank you. Uh, I think internal communication is the most important kind of communication, and it is the hardest to, you know, really focus on and make consistent. And, you know, nobody's perfect at it. You just have to keep at it. Well, the keeping at it is definitely the most important part. So, Tina, how can people get more information? You mentioned your newsletter. How can people out in the public sign up for your newsletter so, so we can all be on the same message, too? 
Well, first of all, I do want to let you know that we send only send it out once a month. Uh, because we have a philosophy. We don't want to inundate people who have been kind enough to sign up for this, um, you know, for us to be able to share information. We want to make sure we're respectful. So once a month, we send this, comes right to your inbox. And all you have to do is go to our website, flyavl.com, and you can sign up right there on the homepage. The, The newsletter is called Window Seat, and we've Saved you a window seat is, I think, how we say that. And you can just go in and sign right up. Well, Tina, thank you again for being on Speaking of Travel. Your communication, your internal, external, all the communication that you do is extremely helpful for us who fly in and out of the Asheville Regional Airport. And it sounds like this is the kind of the bar that we need to be looking at as we start to travel and and are engaged in other airports as well. So big shout out to you and your whole team. Thanks, Marilyn. All right. Well, thank you, Tina. And thanks to Ardenfin and Ricky and Tyler for being on Speaking of Travel this week. You know, over the last couple of months, I find myself diving deeper into looking at old photo albums with some of my most treasured travel memories. I began to realize I could go back to that time and place and relive those adventures and even feel the travel, that travel vibe. It's like I was right in the moment. You know, some people aren't sure when they're going to travel again, and some people already are traveling, but we are certainly not having to let go of our travel memories, even as we venture out to make more. Sometimes remembering the places you visited will take you someplace far away right now. And then you can keep dreaming of the places you really want to visit. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. Run.